Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. We're sneaking backstage. Let's see if we don't get caught. The Sad Girl Creamery, fool. Oh, I'm just saying, like. No, that's just copy and paste it from the website. Oh, that yeah, I, I edited yeah, yeah. this so it could sound. Just no, like, I know. Free show flutters. How you feeling? Hungry. I'm ready for this to kick off so I can eat some stuff. I think most people feel that way. I think they were just here for the food. They're not really here for us. <laughs> hey, no shade, but we're gonna have fun, right, Gob? We're gonna have so much fun. This is our second live event. Chief Fast Eats Culinary Connections. Cookout edition. It's the summer of Discover, and we're just going to hang out, talk to really cool people, and get some grub. I've been looking forward to it all week. I could hear your belly rumbling already. I think that's the train, but... (laughs) Hey, Gob. You ready for this? Without further ado, I will introduce you to the host of this evening, the host of How to LA award-winning How to LA podcast, Brian De Los Santos, and our food and culture assistant editor, Gob Chabron. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for the warm welcome. Yes. I'm here to hang out with Gob and our our guests. I'm really excited because we just debuted our ninth Cheap Fast Eats episode. Yes. And that's our collaboration between us. We do it um, every month. And we show, tell the people the content, what they want to hear. Right. So it's a uh, monthly series, as Brian mentioned, uh, where we visit a neighborhood and we try uh, five different dishes, usually around $10. Oh, sorry. Usually around $10. So um, this this uh, most recent edition, we just visited Chinatown. So uh, be sure to check that out because we have some really great content. And if you haven't listened to the pod yet, please check that out also. I want to ask you a question when we get started. Before we get started, Gob, um, we're here because we love cookouts, barbecues, carne asadas, um, and our very specific like LA connection to it. Gob, what's your connection to cookouts? Um, well, it all started uh, in my hometown of Whittier, where I grew up, and uh, we lived in a house that had this uh, brick patio. And uh, my dad, he's actually here in the audience tonight, uh, would uh, start the barbecue up with lighter fluid and, uh, and an onion to clean the grill. So the smells and the sights of the brick barbecue are where kind of like my cookout origin story starts. I love that. And I'm going to ask you the follow-up question. What would you bring now and as an adult? Right. So um, I would probably bring a salad, which some people have scoffed at, but uh, I find the the salad to be an extremely versatile uh, sort of canvas. You know, you can do lots of different things with it, different vegetables, different fruits, textures, flavors, etc. 
or uh, a good dip also, a good salsa, maybe an onion dip. I've been really into making this onion dip lately with uh, Greek yogurt, so um, I'll share the recipe later if anybody's interested. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at cookout-wise. Um, this is when Gav asked me what I bring. Oh yeah, Brian. <laughs> Well, it's because there's shade to this, okay? Um, I don't cook. I clean. But Fa- famously, you don't cook. Yeah, I famously right. don't cook. If you guys listen to How Do I Lay, I always say, like, oh, you know, I don't really know how to cook. And God makes fun of me. Um, you know, it's no shade. But um, I, will, I am the uncle. I'm the fun gay uncle who will bring the, you know, the, the drinks, the, you know, or horchata. Or, or but, you know, I'm trying to lean into, like, the señora lifestyle. Um, and maybe some conchas, you know, some pan dulce. Uh, so, hey, you know, a little bit for everyone, different tastes, you know, I will go to the store before your cookout. So invite me, please. Um, we just did an excellent Concha episode, too. So if you haven't yet heard that, please check that out. Uh, visited some, some, some of our favorite Concha's places. So you have good places to choose from now, right, uh, uh, as far as uh, that goes? Yes, we have definitely three cute places. Yeah. And now we're going to turn our, our attention over to our guests. And we're going to begin our introduction to folks, and um, people are going to come out, and then we'll get started. But first, let's talk a little bit about who they are. We're going to begin with Gustavo. Um, he is a chef, owner of Carnitas El Artista. Gustavo Chavez and his wife started Carnitas El Artista in 2015 by selling by the pound out of the backyard in nearby Hawthorne before moving into a street vending and finally opening the restaurant in 2019 in Inglewood, which is near SoFi Stadium, actually. Gustavo and his family are from Michoacán, Mexico, the state known as the birthplace of carnitas. I can hear the sizzle in the back. Which are traditionally cooked in large copper pots called casos. Gustavo, can you join us? Far, far. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> next, we have Janet Kang, uh, the self-proclaimed dough tamer of the Pizza Baby duo, uh, who's been cooking as long as she can remember. Pizza Baby is a ghost kitchen located in Koreatown, serving up Asian-American-inspired pizzas uh, that she started with her partner, Robin Clois. Janet? And last but not least, uh, we have Sue Allen Mancini, uh, who is the ice cream maker of Sad Girl Creamery. Sad Girl Creamery was started in January of 2021. She runs the business with her mother. Uh, Sad Girl's ice cream flavors focus on recreating classic desserts using Latin ingredients. The name Sad Girl comes from Sue using her social media platforms to share mental health awareness by telling her own experiences and sharing the journey of managing her bipolar disorder. Sue, come and join us. So this, this is welcome be a, everybody. Thanks for being yeah, here. Sorry. Welcome. Okay. This is going to be an interactive conversation. Jump in when you want to. Uh, add your two cents. You know, this is going to be like just a fun family cookout style conversation. You know, so um, we're going to have some prompts for you, but please feel free to jump in if another speaker wants to say something to that um, question. Um, okay, we're going to start with Gustavo over there, since you know you're the first one who walked in. Um, you started making carnitas in your backyard, right? Can you? Take it to the process. It can't really be more cookout than that. Yeah, right? Because it's in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's the backyard. <laughs> it's where great things are created. Um, so we, you know, um, 
a little bit about my, my background. So I used to be an electrician before I went into the restaurant business. Um, with that, you know, I used to have a lot of buddies that want to hang out on the weekends and drink and stuff. So, you know, naturally we'd have to cook something because we just can't drink and not eat anything. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, I didn't really know how to make carnitas, but everybody knew that I was, you know, my family came from a place where, we, where the carnitas are, you know, originated from. And, you know, where, where they have that, um, that, you know, that, that, that um, <clears throat> popularity, you know, to, to, to that carnitas, you know, are supposed to be really good. So everybody's like, hey, how come you don't know how to make them? And I'm like, because I barbecue. So <laughs> I came, to, you know, I reached out to my, to my dad and I said, dad, you know, I want to make some carnitas. I want, you know, who, who can teach me? And he, he, you know, steered me with one of my uncles who has been making them for a long time. And I made them for the family. I made them for my friends. We made enough to have leftovers. They took them out and, you know, the rest is history. You know what I mean? It just kind of blew up and word of mouth got us to where we're at today. Yeah. I love that. It's uh the cookout becomes the business, essentially. We were pushed into it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you now. Yeah. Um, so, Sue, you're originally from San Antonio, right? Uh, no, I'm actually from Houston. Oh, excuse oh. me, excuse me. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, so you're originally from Houston. Tell us about some memories of uh, the cookout that you had in Texas versus some that you attend here in L.A. now. Well, no one has invited me to their cookouts here. Oh, we invited you to ours, so hopefully we're okay now. Um, yeah, I mean, in Texas, I mean, there's Texas barbecue, but my mom, she's from Uruguay, and so mm -hmm. we have a lot of asadas instead of, like, yeah, like, regular barbecues. And she actually grew up using just straight up wood and would like wander into the woods and just like bring actual wood back home to like start kindling and, uh, and cooking just tons of meat. Um, I mean, Uruguay is pretty similar to Argentina where like 90% of the food you eat is beef. <laughs> and so just used to growing up eating tons and tons of meat. Um, Anyway, but usually all of our cookouts are centered around soccer games, too. <laughs> we just, it's an excuse to party. Um, anyway, those are my memories for cookouts. Any like uh, sauces or flavors or anything like that from your um, culture that you would kind of equate uh, as part of? Yeah, I mean, definitely my mom makes her chimichurri that goes on everything. Um, I guess that would be like our salsa. Um, and then the famous potato salad in Uruguay and Argentina is called um, ensalada de rusa. It's pretty much potato salad like it is here with like pieces of carrots and peas. But she would always sculpt it into this really iconic giant pyramid. Oh, <laughs> so it stands up. It's yeah. three dimensional. <laughs> It's just like is burned into that. my memory forever of like the giant pyramid of potato salad, um, which I honestly am not even a fan of, but everyone else loves it. <laughs> Have you guys made it in LA since? since yes, here, because yeah? I've told my friends so much about this pyramid that one of my friends was like, "Can your mom please make this for my birthday?" <laughs> and she did, sweetly enough. Yeah. <laughs> I want some pyramid salad. I love potato salad. <laughs> I don't even know. You just made it appealing. If she goes through the trouble of making it into a pyramid, I want to try it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more of like chimichurri ice cream, you know? Maybe oh, is that weird? But yeah. I was like, that sounds kind of good to me. But anyways. 
Janet, what's your favorite thing to bring? Um, my favorite thing to bring is probably macaroni salad. I know, so pedestrian, but it's just classic. And like usually I literally look up like Paula Dean, potato or macaroni salad and you know, chop up the bell peppers, celery, tons of mayo. Are you adding any of your own like sasson on it or anything like Not that? Not really. No. no. Keeping it yeah, I, maybe I'll put extra herbs in it. Okay. Yeah. For that freshness. And make it unusually sweet because I'm Asian and you know. Okay. So you're adding sugar then if you're adding making <laughs> yeah, it sweet? Yeah, a little bit of sugar. Okay. How much sugar are we talking about here? Uh, just like, you know, like this much. A couple of pinches. <laughs> you know, if you cook, this much. Yeah. Definitely. We, we got to ask ourselves the same thing, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're leaving everybody out today. I know. I heard a little, a little, yeah. You, That's you, true. You saw him, right? That's you true. got me. Thank you. I appreciate Thank that. <laughs> um, ironically, I like to bring vegetables and grill corn and squash and broccoli and, yeah. I eat a lot of meat, so vegetables. <laughs> I, I go for that. I go for that option. Yeah. Now Sue already told us that she wasn't invited yet to an LA hangout cookout, but um, you know, Gustavo, who's showing up at your carnasadas, at your cookout? Like, who's the who's on the list? And I want to be on that list. Just letting you know. <laughs> Pero like, yeah, if you're cooking at home, you're cooking for friends, family. Like, are the Rams showing up? <laughs> the Rams are sh no. It'd be great. Yeah, they're always welcome. L little little background on that. I don't know if you guys uh, know or like looked into our, our social media. We got um, the first year that we came in, we had um, the Rams came and certified us as a certified Rams house in Inglewood. It's a program that they have where they support the community. The and um, you know they, they came in they came into our restaurant and uh, they really supported us. We've catered the staff, we've catered the practice teams, and the players are supposed to be we're supposed to introduce our food to them this year. And, but um, and you made carnitas on the field too. Oh, and that was yeah for Grupo Firme, which is a really big uh, Spanish band. Um, they went, they scouted carnitas in LA, and they wanted the best of the best, and they felt that that was us, and we were the first carnita, uh, you know, business to ever make carnitas. You had the casa, the part, the the copper pot on the yeah. fifty yard line, or whatever yeah, they literally it was, right? had like two firemen escorts like watching me the whole time. <laughs> And I'm like, I've done this a lot of times. I don't. <laughs> but um, I who I story. invite to my to my uh, to my to my to my cookouts? I can't even say that I don't cook anymore. My son cooks. He's 17, and he's a he's a grill master now. So wow. I get to sit back and watch him cook. And uh, when we do do that, you know, it's just usually friends, family. Um, when I say friends, it's it's now become a lot of our customers that have been with us for a long time who've supported us when they you know they they just kind of you know they're always around and they're always with us and it just kind of like you know some of those customers turn into friends and it's kind of like people ask us how'd you meet them i'm like oh they're customers <laughs> but but hey it's it's a cool thing you know it's 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 great to like meet people and and you know and get to know who they are and they get to know who we are and you know we, it's like anybody you know we find a lot of things in common and um we find them regularly at like our family functions and i think that's pretty cool you know and that's another key to our success is that, you know, our customers are, are really close to us and it's more of a personalized family, you know, atmosphere when they come to the restaurant. Yeah, I think we can all relate that when you work a lot, your, your work friends become your at-home friends too as well. Right, so. right, right. Um, Gav hasn't invited me yet. I haven't invited Gav yet either, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll, um, I'll make some, you know, some quesadillas at home. 
That's not, that's what You're I gonna make quesadillas at home and bring them? Yeah. Oh no, cold, to but... my house, dude. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, I I do want to post this question to Janet and to Sue. Yeah. Like, you know, who's who's sharing space with you when you're having these intimate cookout canasada moments with with your folks? I mean, I invite everybody. In fact, um, a couple of years ago, I had a Friendsgiving, and it's also my dad's birthday, so I invited my parents, and I invited, like, the entire neighborhood. Um, I just enjoy having, like, a mix of old and young, new friends, old friends. Like, I like to have, like, a big party. Um, yeah, I would say the same. Uh, I mean, at first, it was mostly my family because we're a lot of people. <laughs> explain a lot for me. Please paint a picture. Yeah. Uh, well, surprisingly, most of my family in Uruguay did immigrate to Houston, Texas. So, like, my three aunts and my eight uncles and then, like, their wives and then their, then, like, all my cousins. <laughs> I don't know. It just goes on forever. Soccer team. Yeah. Like many Latino <laughs> families, you know? Yeah. Um, but then later, like, once we all started growing up and kind of distancing, definitely it was mostly, like, family friends and my friends, my mom's friends, my adopted aunts and their friends. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, my mom's best friend who's, like, kind of my aunt, but not my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> we all have a, yeah. I love that. Um, so I, I want to give you guys sort of a, a chance to sort of talk about your businesses too. Obviously, you know, we're here to talk about cookouts, but I want to make sure that you have ample time to sort of talk up what, what, what's going on in, in your world, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, so Gustavo, maybe kick us off a little bit with, uh, what's going on with Carnitas El Artista right now. Oh my God. Um, ever since we've been, we've been blessed, you know, to, um, to, be introduced and to have the opportunity to have a, you know, um, and being able to own a business, um, again, with the support that we've, um, we've received from people that have not just been coming to our business, but have also like followed us on social media and kind of, we've caught their attention with our story of the, you know, starting and cooking in a backyard. It's kind of, you know, it is America, the American dream where you, you know, you work hard and, and you, you know, you, you, you dedicate yourself to it. And you know you put in the elbow grease, and you're gonna get you know you'll 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 re, you'll um, reap the fruits of you know your labor. Um, we've uh, they asked me if I was at a Dodger game yesterday because I have my hat on. You know, go Dodgers, by the way. Um, yeah. But yes, we were at a Dodger game yesterday with uh, Chef Merito. They invited us over with the, the Dodgers. They um, showcased a new sandwich that they're gonna be serving at the stadium, and it was a pork sandwich. And, you know, since I am kind of the king of pork, you know, I kind of said, hey, what about some carnitas? So now we're collaborating with Chef Merito and we're going to be hopefully launching something as well. Um, the new season for the Rams is coming up. We are a certified Rams house. We're one of the original uh, businesses to be uh, certified by them. And um, what that means is the certification, it just means that the Rams are supporting us in the community because they became part of our community. And um, they definitely help small businesses like mine um, you know, to, to kind of reach the, the, their fan base, to let them know that they are, you know, helping us out. And that definitely puts us in front of a lot of people. Um, at the SoFi Stadium, we were able to do concerts because the Rams, obviously, their home is SoFi, and SoFi, you know, has concerts. And uh, they use that venue for a bunch of different um, events. And, you know, obviously, we're one of the caterers. That's a, that's a lot to go in there. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's been climbing. It's been really, really busy. Love it. Love it. 
And what's going on with Pizza Baby right now? Everybody, did, you, did anybody have a chance to try some of that pizza? <laughs> Wasn't it so good? Seriously. Um, so Pizza Baby is a baby. We just opened in January. And actually, our lease is up in at the end of September in the ghost kitchen. So it's actually going to be a big transition moment. Like, I don't think we're going to renew our lease because all those things you've heard about ghost kitchens, kind of true. And especially doubly hard for small business. Um, So I think post end of September, we're definitely going to be popping up. We have a couple spots um, in Culver City, like at wine bars. Um, And then I'm not sure, like maybe looking for like a little storefront to do slices, things like that. Wonderful. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit really quickly for those, I mean, who, mm-hmm. other than what they tried today, some of the pizzas that, that you offer? Because they're just yeah. so unique and special, and <laughs> I love them so much, so I um, want more people to know about them. So we are, we call ourselves Asian American Pizza, but we, we do classics, but we also do things just kind of from our childhood. So, like, my partner Robin is um, Filipina, and she does, like, a calamansi braised pork belly um, with mang tomas, which, if you're Filipino, you know, it's like a liver, vinegar, onion condiment. It sounds crazy, but it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, we put, like, a clam chowder pizza on the menu also, and that's kind of just from, like, my childhood. My father, Korean immigrant, he loved fish and chips and clam chowder, <laughs> like obsessed. We had so many cans of, uh, what is it? The hearty Campbell soup, New England clam chowder with the, the potatoes. Like, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, and so I just wanted to like encapsulate that on a pizza as like kind of an homage to my childhood of eating so much of it for breakfast. Because if you're Asian, <laughs> you know, there is no breakfast food. I love that. And so you're in a ghost kitchen, but people can come by. They, they can order online and Absolutely. pick up there, right? Yeah, it we do tons of delivery. Yeah. Um, people do come and pick up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great if you're heading out to the west side or something like that. Exactly. We're right off the 10. Do a little um, picnic Normandy. or something like that. Yeah. So cool, cool. And Sue, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Sue was just actually in the LA Times this week. Ooh. Nice little feature. We want to thank the LA Times for promoing this event, first and foremost. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, Sue, tell us what you're up to right now. Uh, maybe tell us a little about Ice Cream Alley and, and yeah, different so treats you have. We're at Ice Cream Alley, which is at Smorgasburg, every Sunday at the Row in downtown Los Angeles. Um, we'll be there until Labor Day, which I think it's September 3rd this year. Um, then after that, it's kind of just a free all. We kind of just get invited to do a lot of different events or pop-ups around the city. And then aside from us doing pop-ups, we do wholesale pints as well to about eight different stores around LA. What are some of those stores? Um, well, shout out to Sarah's Market in City Terrace. (laughs) Um, and then like Altadena Beverage Market, um, exotics, exotics Only Snacks is another one. Honestly, everyone should check it out because if you like, if you're a hardcore snack person, they have like all kinds of crazy international snacks from like late, like flavors from Lay's that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Um, and my ice cream. Remind, <laughs> me, rem, remind me where that is in? 
It is, oof, you're asking someone who's not from here. Oh, okay. (laughs) I want to say it's like, uh, I know it's going south. Okay. (laughs) Going towards Long Beach. (laughs) Okay. I should probably know that then since I live in Long Beach. We'll find find their location. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. And then I will be hopefully collaborating with um, Jeff from Jeff's Table soon. Um, at his restaurant Oi Bar so I might be helping him out with his desserts there and I don't know a lot of my friends are opening up different things and everyone wants to do something with me so I'm trying to I don't know grow more arms I love that (laughs) (laughs) Jeff I think at Oi Bar actually had a Choco Taco yes and you have your own version so that's like yeah perfect synergy right there mm-hmm. uh only in la he called me the other day too and was yeah. like do you know i made my own choco taco and i was yeah. like i know we're in the same laist article yeah. together <laughs> <laughs> shout out to jeff <laughs> love that we'll be right back after this Support for LAS comes from Latino Theatre Company at the Los Angeles Theatre Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, the Filipino adventures of a German-Jewish boy by Boney B. Alvarez. Inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price, after escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. And we're back. I want to throw a curveball question, which we didn't study for Gob, by the way. Um, but as a host, you know, I got to put on my host uh, chair on and stuff. Um, I, as listening to you guys speak, I'm listening, it's like your everyday lives turn to this business. Like, y'all have some story connecting home or a reason why you, like, started creating this, whether it was because you needed the money or is because it created community or is because you just got really good at doing these things. Can you share what was the North star of creating your business? Like this is, this is why I got started and, and, and really like explain to us why you're still doing it. Cause it's hard. You know, we're, we're, you guys are sharing stories and you're like, Oh, I have the next phase. It's, you know, there's changes coming up. And as someone who goes through changes, you're just like, okay, what's the next step? And you guys are still pushing through. So tell me, um, how what was the north star when you started and why you're still doing it so maybe sue because i you have a very interesting story that i heard about and read about uh, maybe you start there and then we go uh, all the way towards gustavo um yeah so my north star i feel like my story's kind of long um <laughs> well i started baking at home when i was a teenager because um i was really depressed all the time and just needed something to take my mind off of things. And so I got really addicted to Food Network. (laughs) 
and would like save my lunch money so I could go to the bookstore and like steal recipes from books and make oh. stuff at home and then like go to school the next day and sell cookies to the kids at school. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, and then, I don't know, once I graduated from high school, I just like didn't know what I wanted to do and like didn't really have money to go to college. Um, yeah, I wasn't able to apply for financial aid because my mom was undocumented for a really long time. And anyway, and so I was like, well, what's something I used to like doing? I used to like baking. And so I got a job at a little cupcake shop in Houston and then just like begged and begged and begged the cooks to like teach me how to make everything there. And from that job, I just like jumped and jumped and jumped to like every baking job, pastry, restaurant, just like been doing it since I was 18. <laughs> and then um, eventually I got a job at an ice cream shop and I learned how to make ice cream and I fell in love with just, I don't know, the science of making ice cream. I was a big chemistry nerd growing up. Mm. And there's a lot of chemistry that goes into understanding how ice cream becomes ice cream. Um, and you can make it taste like anything. So there's so many variations of like, you know, being able to, like I, you know, my brand like represents Latin desserts. And so it's really playful in that way. Um, and I don't know, I guess I just got super addicted to making ice cream from like remembering how much I ate ice cream growing up. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that brought me to that. Then I went and did even the ice cream short course at Penn State. That's like the one that Ben and Jerry did. And I have like every single ice cream book you can think of. <laughs> I don't know, it's insane. I live and breathe and think about ice cream all day. I love that. <laughs> and we're all better story. for it. So. <laughs> Come on, Choco Tacos. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to say something? And those gancitos. Yeah, well, the same question to you. It was yeah. like, how did you start with North Star? And were you still in North the game? North Star. Okay, so if you talk to my parents, when I was really little, I didn't talk that much. They thought there was something wrong with me. So I don't know if I would categorize myself as an introvert, but I am kind of quiet. And I think maybe, and I, okay, and I definitely liked to eat when I was, you know, from day one. And I think the way like I would relate to my friends always was like, hey, we had open campus. And I'd be like, hey, come over, I'll make like egg salad sandwiches. Or like, come over, I don't know, we're gonna, I'm gonna put something together. And that was just kind of my way of showing like gratitude and appreciation and just communicating um, with people in my life. And yeah, I mean, um, so bread, I love baking bread. I love you know, starters and yeast and gluten and all that stuff. When I was in high school, I read Breads of La Brea Bakery, and I made a starter with my organic grapes from Whole Foods. I took the starter with me on the airplane to Los Angeles, because I grew up in the Bay Area, so I could keep feeding it while I visited my sister. And like I followed, yeah, it, it is a pet, which yeah. is why actually I don't use a starter in um, right now, because I have three kids and two dogs. And a cat, so I don't need an extra pet right now. Um, uh, yeah, and I followed all of Nancy Silverton's instructions and made the most incredible bread I'd ever had, like back in 1995. Wow. Well, you know, before you had all this access to, you know, how to make sourdough and all those things. 
Yeah. And yeah, I've just, I've done tons of different kinds of cooking, but with pizza, I mean, it's just so fun. You get to work with the dough, which I think is the most important part. Um, yeah. And I just love feeding people. Like that's just how I communicate. And just to ask a really quick follow-up question yeah. that I remember from our interview, uh, you met Robin at the restaurant in San Francisco, right? Well, in culinary school. In yeah. culinary school. Okay, I'm sorry, but then you guys were both at that that restaurant. Oh yeah, Pizza at Two Eleven. Yeah, in San Francisco. And you were there, and then you kind of decided to just break off and do your own thing, right? Yeah. Well, we moved to LA separately, and she was here, and it was post pandemic, and we were like, "What are we gonna do? Like, we're not, we can't work as cooks like our whole entire life." So we just decided to like take the leap into stupidity and open a food business. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. And it is really challenging, but I guess I just kind of thrive under those conditions. Like I enjoy the pain. You kind of have to, right? Because it is every day. You know, if you talk to any restaurant business owner, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Surviving. <laughs> tired. Right? It's, it's true yeah, in journalism, too. Tired. I don't know. It's true in journalism. Yeah, I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Who's been up since 3 o'clock this morning? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been up since 4.30, yeah. Team, I feel no, like you guys team no sleep for real. <laughs> I feel like you guys greet each other in the green room and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was yeah. like the three of you were like, yeah, I'm like, we're chilling. I'm like, <laughs> We've seen the bags under the eyes and we're like, they're real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> These are real. These are real people. <laughs> Gustavo, do you want to answer that question? Uh, so um, my North Star, I think uh, what, what threw me in this direction where I, where I kind of knew it was going to just like be what I, it was going to, you know, it is what I was going to do. It was just um, when we got shut down, we got... You know, we're, we're selling food out of our backyard, and um, health department came, and they told us we can't, we're not we're not supposed to do it. You know, of course, I didn't know that. You know, but um, yeah. So we 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 shut down, and you know, my wife and I were like, hey, you know what? It was a good run. You know, whatever. You know, we just you know go back to work and do what we do, and then um, our customers just wouldn't leave us alone. <laughs> they were stalking us. We would we at first it was like we just sleep in. You know, we're like let's not. You know, let's let's put the cars in the driveway and let's not make any noise and they'll go away. <laughs> and uh, that wasn't the case. They would go to the neighbor's house. Hey, do they still live there? The people that sell food? <laughs> and then my neighbors are like, hey, you sell food? <laughs> and we're like, no, we give away stuff during the weekends. We have yard sales. It's just not invited. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, people would, uh, we, we thought that was going to work. And then we started taking like trips out and go, leaving on the weekends. And we'd come back to notes on our windows and our mailboxes under our doors. And I just told my wife, I said, if people are looking for us like this, you know, they won't leave us alone. We need to, you know, before we get a mob in front of the house, I think we should just continue it. And we should, that's when we went to, that's when we just took that road to popping up and then into the restaurant and then you know when people are encouraging you to keep you know keep going keep going and it's like i'm like i, I heard the story your food's good you should open a restaurant and i was just like no and then it was like yeah okay i think you guys are right so that's what that's kind of what pushed us in that direction that's great um so i have one last question that i want to post to everybody and it's about going back to cookouts um what's the one song that needs to be on the playlist <laughs> Can I, can I answer this first? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, oh, it's, too, it's, it's dudes. They're going to ask the music question. And I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I, 
I like music, but I don't have, you know, I'm not like a dedicated music person. So I was kind of mulling it over and I'm like, I oh, feel I've been, so seen right I've now. I've been listening to a lot of Madonna right now. And my son, who's back there, who's 14, was like, you know what, mom? You know what the perfect barbecue song is? He said, Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. <laughs> he said, because that's exactly what a barbecue is. <laughs> and I was just dying because, I mean, he's 14. So, you know, the Ring of Fire to him is a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I love that song. And now I'm going to play it at every barbecue. That's cause. good. <laughs> I want to ask a little bit more about Madonna, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, who I yeah. think just had her 62nd yeah. birthday or something. Yeah. 65th. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, what era of Madonna? Early? Uh, yeah. Early? Well, I've been listening, what, Immaculate Collection? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the greatest okay. hits. Ray of Light. That's Ray a good of Light's one. classic record. You know, yeah. a lot of woman empowerment. Yeah. I'm just, I was just feeling it. Very cool. Okay. I'll never ask you another music question again. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get better at answering the music no, question. Great. I got to think about it. it. Like, yeah. Gustavo? Uh, I like country music. Okay. Yeah, I know. I wait, know. okay. I know. <laughs> wait a minute. So wait, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. What, is that, what does that mean? So, uh, well, you know, I mean, well, I grew up listening to Spanish music, you know, Vicente Fernandez, Ramon Ayala, you know, cumbias and all that, right? Which we listen to the same songs every quinceañera, <laughs> but, birthday but party, you also, wedding. Like, it's like, okay, like, okay, we get it. We know who they are. We, you, know. <laughs> you put a lot of corridos, uh, sort of nuevos corridos on your Instagram stories, too. So that's why, again, I'm sort yeah, of surprised. Yeah, you know, it's you trending, know? so, you know, we go with it. But, you know, that's, um, you know, wow. it's... That's, I had no idea. I never mind. I, yeah. No, no, keep going, no, please, please. please. I want to so, hear. I want to hear. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's just it's like you know you have I don't know um, cooking for me is a mood. You know what I mean? It's a vibe. It's it's just kind of like I have to. Um, you know, I I mean, you know, I, I I'm I'm out there just kind of like I'm I'm in my vibe and I'm I'm in I'm in my my groove. You know, and um, you know, it just depends. It's just like slow slow like you know um, we'll do like um, I don't know. Um, Neon Moon to go on sometime. Yes. You know, uh, you know just some <laughs> slow, something like just kind of, you know, I just need to take my time with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? When it comes to cooking, I don't like to rush it and I just like to be just in like my zone. Carnitas. Yeah. I make Slow love cooking. to my food. Not like that. Wow. But, you know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, you know, I just get into that. And, it's, and I'm alone. It's three o'clock in the morning. I can't start, you know, going off on some Metallica or something like that, yeah. you know? <laughs> But um, no, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's it's so when uh, backstory to the to the country music, like I used to uh, was when I was an electrician, we'd be in electrical rooms. It's really quiet, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And then we start playing rap, and it's just kind of like it's not really it doesn't put you in the rhythm to keep you know working. So one of my uh, one of my uh, mentors told me, hey, try country music. It's the same thing. He's like, I'll listen to your. He used to call it Mexican polka music, the corridos, right? <laughs> And I'm like, all right. He's like, so you try listening to mine. And then it just kind of, you know, I just found, I found myself vibing to it. And I would just, you know, be in an electrical room, just building out these huge electrical systems to country music. And when I started cooking, it just kind of, it just got me, you know, it got me, I got, got a rhythm to it and it just, it works out. Yeah, wow. So yeah, country music. I love that. I feel like Sue has a big one because Texas barbecue, I'm like, come on, girl, you got to give us like, a, like, there's a song there. 
uh, in regards baby. to Texas barbecue? No, no, no. Just, just a cookout song. Oh, cookout. The vibe. The vibe. Well, when people invite me to cookout, since I've cooked my whole life for a living, I don't bring nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cooking. I mean, I bring the drinks, and so I'm ready to party, and I'm usually drunk pretty early. <laughs> so, I mean... For me, cookout songs are just pretty, like, I like to get down and nasty. <laughs> some perreo, some reggaeton. Some. Yeah, I mean, like, I love Blow the Whistle by Too Short. If <laughs> that song. song comes on, I'm like, it's a party now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We've all been there. It's, we've had those moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to turn into God real quick. Oh, what no. is your song on your playlist? Are you play, hit play? Oh, man. Um, I'm looking at my wife right now. She's like, she, which playlist? I have five time? of them on Spotify. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. They're eight hours long. <laughs> and I spend way too much time on them, too. Um, I don't know. What, 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 what do you think it would be? She's on the spot. I'm listening to a lot of country right now, too, as well. So I'm, I'm definitely in that phase in my life uh, also. So that's, that's a big part of it. Maybe a little jazz. I'm a big, fa- a big fan of sort of like background, you know, kind of keeping the vibe going in the background. So n- not necessarily words or anything like that that you get hung up on. Um, Sue, you put that, uh, the theme song from Adventures of Pete and Pete on your, uh, oh, your story yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> See, I listen to everybody's music stories. You can tell that's how obsessed I am. You're not uh, just on silent like, eh. I mean, a little bit, but, but, but uh, so that, that's a good one. Yeah. So country, jazz, I don't know, folk, that kind of stuff. Like George Strait? Uh, no, a little bit of new country. We oh, have uh, okay. we have tickets to see uh, uh, Zach Bryan um, at Crypto next week. So we're pretty excited about that. So yeah, yeah, check him out. It's sort of like a emotional emo country, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm going. See, you guys asked, and then it got real weird. So. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Damn. Um, I'm gonna do one in honor of our favorite social media producer, Chris Farias. And I'm gonna say anything about Bunny, even though he's controversial right now. You know, because of the Kendall community. Yes. Yes, because of you know <laughs> some gender. Is Chris here? Where's Chris? Chris. Where are you? Chris? Oh, oh, yeah. There he is. Chris. Yeah. So shout out to Bad Bunny. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll say Bad Bunny. But truly for me, it is uh, We Like to Party by Beyonce. That's a good one. Um, that's a good vibe song, whatever you do. Featuring Andre 3000? Yes. Yes. Shout out to Homeboy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I actually, we want to open up to a, a short Q&A with the audience. If you guys have burning questions for anyone or Gav and I, you know, like, what else? We're here. We're wow. Almost open books, because we, you know. Question for Gustavo. Yes, sir. Um, since you're so near SoFi Stadium, were you able to take advantage of the uh, Swifty economics? <laughs> yes, the Swifties were present. <laughs> I'm going to start with BTS, because they were here, like, last year. Mm. So, I'm, I mean, I, go, I'm, I, I, I do a store run, and then... Um, I get a call from my cook, and you know it's like she's by herself with just one cashier because we're you know we're still we're still small we're growing right we didn't have a full staff and she's like you need to come back quick and I'm like I thought some some was wrong I'm like what happened she's like we're we're full so I'm like you know grabbing all the stuff like scrambling and then I get back to the restaurant and then it's like a full of a bunch of Korean kids and I'm just like where's the tour bus at like is there like 
were, were, were you guys visiting California? And they're like, I'm like, and I see BTS. I don't know anything about BTS, you know? So I ask them, I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, it's, it's a band. They're going to be here at SoFi. And I'm like, what? I'm like, cool, you know, thanks for coming in. So then I drive down Prairie, you know, where SoFi is at, and I see the lines all the way around the block. And I'm like, wow. So when I knew Swift, Taylor Swift was coming and she was sold out for six days, we got, we got ready for that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I was like, okay, okay. So now, you know, now we're up to uh, to, to speed with like all the concerts that are going on, and um, yeah, all the Swifty parents were there. You know, while their kids were at, well, their kids were standing in line for hours and hours to buy a T-shirt. They were eating at my restaurant. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Do the do the um, do the music crowds? You know, for the the, the concerts, or do they rival the sports crowds? You know, when there's a game, like on game day. Um. There's more sports uh, crowd. There's a, there's a heavier sports crowd than there is like the concerts, mm. and that's because um, I think it doesn't really matter if who the Rams are playing. People are just happy to come to California and watch like you know the NFL. Yeah. And uh, SoFi is you know such a popular stadium right now, and we have the best weather, so people just want to come out. And if their friends, you know, team is playing, they usually come like in groups, you know what I mean? It's more like, it's not like, let's go watch a game. Like there's like, hey, he's going to watch a game. Let's go to California. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we get that a lot. So we have a lot of people that come from Texas, from, you know, like from, from everywhere in the country. And they, and they share that story. Like, hey, we, we saw you on TikTok. You're the famous Carnita guy. And I'm just like, <laughs> not famous. I don't wanna. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. I have a question. First of all, congratulations to all of you for starting your businesses and, um, you know, you're on your journeys to success. My question is for Gustavo uh, in relation to all of you. So clearly you've done quite well in terms of branding yourself and uh, creating endorsements with SoFi and the Rams. What advice would you have for the other two on the panel that are brand new and starting out and wanting to build their, their restaurants? What, what advice could you give to them? Treat everybody like a king and a queen because you never know who you're talking to. You never know who's coming through the door. Um, I'll, I'll elaborate with the story that I have. Um, and um, I had this lady come in, and you know she was like an older like, black lady. She just came and sat down. And she's like, hey, sweetheart, come, come and sit down with me. I'm taking orders. You know, There's nobody else out there. And um, I came in. I'm like, hi, how are you? you know, my name is Gustavo. I'm the owner. And she's like, hey, sweetheart, I'm Shirley. And I said, it's nice to meet you, Shirley. I'm like, what can I do for you? She's like, I need some beans and rice for my, for my Christmas party. And she's like, can you take care of Auntie Shirley? I said, of course I can. So I took care of her to the T, just for rice and beans. Mind you, I sell carnitas. You know, I'm like, I don't, rice and beans is like, it's, it's offered. So, you know, um, I don't know who she was. I just took care of her because she asked for, for the attention. And we, we, we owe that to people that come through our door and that look for our business. And um, it turns out that her two nephews play on the Jets. One of her <laughs> other nephews plays for the Raiders. She has uh, season tickets at the Rams. She's tied in very tight to the organization. And she spoke very well of me to the Rams. And she just came into my business for rice and beans. And now she's my auntie Shirley. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she'll call me and she'll say, hey, sweetheart, I need you to come in. And I need you to you know, put this air conditioning up for me because I know you're an electrician. <laughs> I'll be right over. But yeah, I think that would be it. Is just you know treat everybody like a like a like a you know like you know with with, with the most respect, especially they're coming to your business and looking for you because um, 
you know that that mean, that that says a lot about what, what you know what we're offering to to everybody you know we have another question out there i, I see a raised hand thank you um i was wondering what is the question for each of you what is your favorite thing to eat and who do you like to make it yourself for yourself to eat or who do you like to, it to make it for you i know <laughs> I love uh, Nengyang, which is the cold noodle soup. Oh, it's Korean, yeah. especially because it's hot right now. And I'm like addicted to vinegar. I take like shots of like kimchi juice all the time because oh. I'm a freak. <laughs> 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 um, where do I go? I, I used to go to Yuchun, but there's a lot of like MSG happening there and my feet would swell. I have nothing against MSG, but just... I, just the sodium content. So, I mean, I went to Iga before it got written up in Eater, okay? <laughs> um, and they add ice cubes to it, right? Yeah, or they it. freeze the broth. Right. Yeah. Um, so I like to is go it there. Buckwheat noodle? Or? Yeah, yeah, buckwheat. They're like chewy and stretchy. It's like ice cold, super refreshing. You can add a little extra vinegar. It's like a clarified beef stock, so no fat in it. Um, yeah, that's like what. There's like a hard-boiled egg, too? Yeah. Yeah. Hard-boiled egg, cucumber, usually dong chimi, so like yeah. white kimchi. Um, yeah, it's so good. I know, it sounds gross. My husband still refuses to try it, but. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> um, honestly, I know it sounds really basic, but tacos. <laughs> uh, I can literally eat tacos every single day, and um, being from Houston, I know, I don't know why, but there's always like a Tex-Mex and Cali-Mex rivalry. And I feel like they're totally two different things. I still love them both, but just to talk smack, Ooh. I will say LA or, some, I mean, from the tacos I've had in California, especially LA, like Texas has nothing on the taco game out here. <laughs> Like, at all. <laughs> I've never, like, been in a city where I can have, like, so many different kinds of tacos, you know? Yeah. And people who specialize in, like, like you, like, people who specialize in specific kinds of meat. And they're like, oh, I do the al pastor thing. I do carnitas. I do goat birria. Or, like, I even learned about new meats just, like, from eating tacos in L.A. <laughs> um so, I mean, as far as, like, favorite place to go get tacos, uh, I don't think that I can, like, answer that question without getting beat up. <laughs> what about in your neighborhood in Koreatown or anywhere around in there? In Koreatown? Uh, no, I usually have to drive out of my area. There is really great food in Koreatown. I'm not, like, hating on Koreatown. But to get tacos, usually I will go to the east side. Um, I did was really addicted to El Russo for a while. Shout out to El Russo. Um, not the one on Echo Park. I know they're still the same dude, but I would go to the one on the east side where it was between the two warehouses. Yeah. Um, also, Tacos Arabes over there, the original Tacos Arabes. Mm -hmm. I really like them because my brother lived in Puebla, Mexico for a, like eight years. And so when I would visit... I have tacos arabes and 
no one in Texas was making that stuff. And then I think they're the only ones doing it in LA that I know of. And so that was kind of nice to be like, Oh, I can have it here now. (laughs) Can you explain if what to people, what in case they haven't had them before, what, what, what taco out of is, uh, to my best knowledge. (laughs) Um, so pretty much it's almost like al pastor where everything's like on the trompo, um, but the meat is spiced the same way like Euro meat is spiced. Yeah. Um, and the tortillas are a lot thicker. So it's almost like almost as thick as pita bread, but not quite. And they're still made like tortillas. Um, anyway, uh, Oaxacan cheese, uh, really ex- extremely spicy salsa. <laughs> uh, usually like habanero salsa, I want to say, because it's like... Definitely a lot spicier than other stuff. Um, that's the best way I can describe no, that's it. Great. That's I mean, great. Uh, I did like look into the history of it. Like, um, well, I know Mexico City claims it, but I think <laughs> that Al Pastor was originally created in Puebla because mm-hmm. there's a huge um, Turkish community there and like uh, immigrants from Turkey who brought like Euro meat and stuff like that and the shawarma and being that pork is so popular in Mexico that's why they started doing the pork trompos instead um, and that's how the name tacos Arabes Arabe means like someone from the Middle East right, right. yeah <laughs> so that's a yeah a whole thing on that um, yeah. tacos is the final answer. <laughs> Gustavo. No lie. Pizza and ice cream. Oh. <laughs> okay. The, you we didn't pay him to say that, here. everybody. Yeah. Okay. I've been extra nice to the girls for, you know, because I, I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. Pizza for sure. It was a treat for us growing up. It was seven kids, you know, uh, growing up in, um, in my household. I have three, three um, two older brothers, a younger brother, and three younger sisters. So, um, you know, uh, we were... We were raised very humble, and having pizza once a month for us was like a super treat. And I remember we used to order with like all the veggies and like pepperoni and sausage on it. And we were just happy we were eating pizza, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like a childhood, you know, treat for me. So um, when I have a craving, it doesn't matter. I could just, it can go away by with pizza and, and ice cream for sure. Thank you. Can we give wait, a wait, round wait, of applause wait, wait, wait. to our, our guests real quick? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Sue, we're going to add something? Yeah, I wanted to ask, what's your favorite ice cream? Pistachio. Okay, but from who? Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> you. From you. you don't have I like haven't a- tried it, but yeah. No, I, well, I don't know what, like no, you said, I, mean, like, I don't want to get beat up either, you know? <laughs> Good um, I, well, you know, I mean, Baskin Robbins, you know what I mean? It's kind of like where, where we would go. You know, it's like the, the staple. The nostalgia. Right, you know? where, where else ah, would we go? Okay. Yeah. I ate yeah, a yeah. lot of Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. yeah. Haagen-Dazs is good. <laughs> I'll do some Haagen-Dazs bar, bars, you know, some chocolate bars with Ooh. almonds on them for sure. So those are in my fridge all day. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> So, you know, we, we have, uh, that concludes our program for, for now. We want to say thank you to everyone on the panel and some additional folks that we had as well. Yeah, we want to say thank you to our DJ, uh, Diego Fuego. I don't know if he's in here right now, uh, but excellent work. 
Uh, now serving uh, the uh, selling cookbooks outside. They have a beautiful store in Chinatown. Um, uh, please buy their books because uh, it's a great independent business. Our, our events team. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to Becca and Kristen. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Brian Feinzheimer. I think I saw him in the back. Uh, he he takes photos for our um, for our LAS stories too as well and makes everything look beautiful. So and our um, social media team who that, that's roaming around taking photos and videos as well. Thank you. Yes, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Drive safe, okay. Hi, I'm Paul. This is my f- second event here. It was really awesome. And it got the pizza, which is amazing. Great crust and everything. And also uh, uh, this taco, I guess, ice cream. It's a party. It's a party in a parking lot. Do you mind saying your, just your names, your first names, if you're comfortable? Laura Lynn. Sean. And Bill. Is this your first live event at Elias? It is. So far, it's been great. It's very positive. Yeah. <laughs> great time. Eating my ice cream taco while I wait in line for my carnitas taco. Efficiency. We have chocolate, dark chocolate shell. We have some brown butter ice cream, dulce de leche. It's incredible. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Megan Botel, Monica Bushman, and Victoria Alejandro. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.